This is the New Life Rancho Vista podcast. We are a church committed to loving God, growing together, and serving others. Our prayer and desire is that this message from our campus pastor, Peter Moore, will be a help and an encouragement to you, regardless of where you are in your relationship with Jesus. So let's open our hearts and minds as we turn our attention to the incredible truths God has for us today. This is our fifth week of a series called Truth Be Told. Truth Be Told. And in a, in a moment where uh, a lot of people are saying, well, I'm just living my truth, you know, or, or what is truth, as, as Pilate said, or, you know, I don't think there is truth. I, I think everything's relative, right? Uh, I just believe that there is absolute truth, that the Bible is true. By the way, we don't study opinion. Uh, we don't study uh, polls here at New Life. We study the Word of God. We believe that it's our final word for faith and practice. And so uh, we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be comparing two passages in Psalm 119. First is, uh, is verse 49 through 56, where he says that the word of God is a comfort to him. And then in verse 67 through 71, he says that it's good that he was afflicted. So wait a second, does the word of God comfort us or does it afflict us? Does the word of God uh, comfort us or, or does it stir us up? Which one is it? And, and the answer is it's both. And so I want you to see the key thought here is that comfort is a priority until it leads to complacency. And, and David's going to show us that through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to give you a practical example. Uh, for those in the cars and, uh, and those that are uh, here in the tent, uh, we've, we've, had some, we've had some really uncomfortable moments. This is a, a rather a warm day, but it's actually a rather uh, calm day. We've had some days where we've had gusts up to 35, 40 miles per hour. We thought this tent was going to be, uh, you know, lifted to East Palmdale, uh, and uh, the Lord allowed it to stay intact. Uh, this morning, we had uh, some some friends living inside the tent, some mice uh, that we had to go ahead and uh, ask to uh, to not be in attendance this morning. Uh, we've had dust storms and, and uh, dust devils. We've had some uncomfortable things. But I want to remind you that comfort is not the ultimate goal about Christianity. It's not the ultimate goal. Uh, but God does give comfort. I want to give you some three, uh, three lies. We're going to go over several lies of comfort. I want to give you three as we begin. Uh, first of all, we're going to uncover the lie that God only comforts those who deserve to be comforted. We're going to talk about the fact that uh, some of us have, have believed that God won't give us more than we can handle because he loves us. There's some truth to that, but I want to uncover the lie that's hidden within that. And then I also want to uncover the fact that some people believe that just because they're uncomfortable, that God is somehow angry with them or punishing them because of their discomfort, because of their trial. That's God saying, I'm angry with you. I'm uncomfortable. And so that's God getting back at me. He's, he's punishing me. What does the Bible say about that? Well, there's a prophetic verse uh, about Jesus in Isaiah 53. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says that all we like sheep have gone astray, which is exactly what David says in Psalm 119, 176. He said, I've gone astray, right? But then it says, and the Lord hath, hath laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. Meaning, Jesus took the punishment. Jesus took the anger. That's why my life verse is 2 Corinthians 5.21, that he, God, made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, right? And so 
Jesus took the punishment. Jesus took the anger of God upon him. Now, when we, when we talk about the fact that, that God is righteous, that God is just, absolutely he is. And because he's just, he had to pour out his wrath. He had to pour out his indignation upon someone, and it was Jesus. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. And so we see that, that, that Jesus took on, uh, on him the punishment, and all we have to do is receive him. If you're listening here in West Palmdale, or you're here in your cars, or in the tent, and you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, I want to I wanna be very clear that, that trusting in Jesus is the only way to heaven. Trusting in Jesus is the only way uh, to receive forgiveness of sins. It's not a matter of religion. It's not a matter of good works. It's a matter of trusting in Jesus alone for your salvation of your of your soul. So, when we when we talk about comfort, we're gonna we're gonna confront the lies of comfort with with the truths of change and security. Let's look at two truths about change and security to confront these lies. First of all, in love, God does comfort the insecure. God comforts those that are insecure. I don't know what what you're insecure about, but we're all insecure about something. All of us have insecurities. You say, no, I don't. Okay. Yes, you do. Every guy in here is insecure about something. Every girl is insecure. You say, what's insecurity? It's anything that makes you fearful or doubtful about the future or the present or even the past. And so a lie of comfort says that God only comforts those who deserve to be comforted. But in, in Psalm 119, 49, it says that I remembered the word, verse 49, remember the word of thy servant, that thou hast caused me to hope. So he says, I'm, I'm caused to hope. I'm caused to have expectation based on your word. Your word is what makes me secure, not anything around me. In fact, he says, this is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word hath quickened me. He's made me alive. Uh, the word of God is what gives me. I won't be insecure about what other people are saying. In fact, in verse 51, it says, the, the proud have uh, had me great and great derision, meaning great scorning and confusion. Yet have I not declined from thy law. I remembered thy judgments of all the Lord and have comforted myself. So we're comforted by the word of God. We're made secure by the word of God. Our, the promises of God, the word of God is what brings us comfort. But not just the word of God, the spirit of God. What did Jesus say was going to bring us comfort? What did Jesus say was going to bring us uh, the greatest amount of comfort that, of anything else? The great comforter. The parakletos, right? The Holy Spirit. He says, and I put it in your note, John 14, 16, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Meaning Jesus was the first comforter, he was the second. And he shall abide with you. You see, through grace, Jesus gives the divine comforter. It's not something that's earned, it's something that's given. And if we are going to be comforted, we are going to be comforted through the Holy Spirit. And the psalmist talked about the comfort that God gives. He says, be surety for thy servant. Meaning, I'm only secure, I'm only comforted if it's your goodness that I have uh, applied to my account. Now, uh, the second lie of comfort under this point is the lie that if I don't fix what makes me feel insecure, I'll never be sure of myself. I have to address what makes me feel insecure, otherwise I'll never be sure of myself. Now here's the problem with that. 
We will never be sure of ourselves by ourselves. There's always something that we will feel insecure about, and we'll never be able to fix it on our own. We need some outside help, some outside power, some strength that we can lean on that is higher than ours, that is higher than ours and, and greater than ours. And so we will never be uh, secure in ourselves. But the wisest decision is to let God settle what makes us feel uncertain. How do we do this? Well, if you remember right in our series called Immutable, I am mutable. When, when we talked about there are two immutable things in Hebrews 6. Remember that? Verse 18, two immutable things. What are they? God cannot lie, right? So he's always truthful. That's why we're covering this series, Truth Be Told. God can't lie. He's always telling the truth. What's the second thing that's, that's not ever going to change? The second thing in verse 18, and I put it in your notes, is that God is a refuge. This is what, this is what I believe Paul, the writer of Hebrews, says. Uh, for it is impossible for God to lie. We might have it that we might have a strong consolation, a comfort, who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. So we have a refuge in God, a refuge in a time of trouble. What does that look like? We have a hope steadfast and sure that entereth into the veil. Why does it enter in the veil? Why? Because Jesus goes before us. Jesus went before us to take our punishment. Jesus goes before us in our trials. Jesus goes before us. How do we know that? In verse number 20, he says, whither with the forerunner. So the forerunner is there entered in, meaning Jesus is the forerunner. We talked about this in that series, that Jesus goes before us. In fact, Jesus is where you are about to be. You say, that blows my mind. It does mine too. But Jesus is waiting for you wherever your next step is. He's waiting for you in the future. He's waiting for us beyond this pandemic. He's waiting for you in your next job. He's waiting for you in that family situation. You don't know how it's going to turn out. He's waiting for you. He's gone before you. I was reminded of this principle uh, when I was hiking with my brother-in-law a few weeks ago. I don't know if you've ever hiked uh, just above Fontana. But there's a, a big waterfall during the spring just above Fontana, and it's beautiful. And I'd never hiked it before. My brother-in-law said, hey, come down and hike this. And he said, that's about a 20-minute hike. 45 minutes into the hike, I'm saying, man, are we close? I don't hear a waterfall. And uh, so I started asking people. I started saying, hey, is the waterfall close? And they were like, yeah, you know, it's about 20 minutes up. The I'm like, everyone keeps saying 20 minutes. It's kind of like when I first moved out here uh, to California, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Uh, they, they, they always said, oh, it's about an hour. It's about an hour. Well, they didn't tell me that that's without traffic. It could be four hours, depending on what time you leave, right? And so, yeah, it's about 20 minutes, 20 minutes. But the closer you got, the steeper it got, the more difficult the climb was. But I will tell you what kept me going is hearing the people on the way back down who was where I was going say, it's worth it. Keep hiking. Keep going. I've been to where you're going, and it's worth going there. And friend, Jesus is where you're going, and he's saying, keep going. Don't give up. I'm the forerunner. I've gone before, and I will be your refuge. I will be your strength in uncertain times. And so regardless of what you're afraid of, regardless of what you're insecure about, and we're all insecure about something, we're all fearful of something, I want to remind you of this. That Jesus has been where you're about to be and he's waiting for you. And here's a key thought. That our feelings will bring uncertainty all the time. Our emotions and feelings will bring uncertainty. 
But God's word brings security. You cannot have security. You cannot have a sure, a hope that's steadfast and sure without the word of God, without the promises of God, without the spirit of God. And so God's word gives us security in the midst of uncertainty. And there's great comfort in his great strength. There's great comfort in the word of God, the power of God. Now in Psalm 119, 153, it's the 16th section. Of course, you remember that there are 22 sections coordinating with the 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And this letter is, is the word resh. And it's, it's the word or it's the letter that, that coordinates with the word for preeminence. It's the pictograph in Hebrew for a head, meaning a chief, the something that's chief or at the top, at the center. And so he says, when, when I think of him being preeminent, I consider mine affliction and ask God to deliver me. He says, and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. See, difficulty will either get us to resent God or will get us to rely on God, but we will, we will do one or the other. And prayer is, is that moment where we're making that choice. Prayer is the moment where we're making that choice. And so when we talk about difficulty, we can either focus on the faithfulness of God or we can focus on our feelings, but we can't do both. We have to either focus on the faithfulness of God or we have to buy into our feelings, and our feelings are always biased. Our feelings will always mislead us. And so David said, thy kindness will be my comfort, 116, 119.78, he says, I will meditate on thy precepts. That's why we have the Bible meditation groups, where you're getting together with other people in the church, and you're texting back and forth, hey, here's what I'm reading from Psalm 119, and reading four verses a day and thinking about it. Seven minutes of silence, seven minutes of meditation, seven minutes of, of, of applying that to your life. It'll change your life forever. And so verse 81, he says, I will hope in thy word. Verse 82, when wilt thou comfort me? He's seeking his comfort from the Lord. And we will, we, we will either comfort ourselves with what is around us, we will comfort ourselves with what we feel, with what we see, or we will comfort us with what God says. And so all thy commandments are faithful, he says in verse 86. In, in verse 138, he says, they are very faithful. I love that. And so here's the takeaway from this point. We must allow the uncertainty around us to motivate our dependency on the faithfulness of God. Now, let me illustrate it this way. The number one word that I hear right now and that I think right now, other than all the words with COVID, right, COVID-19, all, all those, the number one word I hear is maybe. Our school is going to start? Maybe. You know, what's going to happen with the economy? We don't know. Maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it's not. We're going to get more, uh, you know, uh, government checks, stimulus checks? Maybe. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Are those that, are, that, that have been furloughed going to be brought back? Maybe. It's Maybe. Are we going to have the NFL? Are we, are we going to have sports at any time soon? Maybe. Maybe. And friends, maybe is difficult because uncertainty is difficult. And I want to tell you something about maybe. That maybe is hard. Maybe is, is the difficulty of the season that we're in. But God's word is the certainty that we can lean on in this moment filled with maybes. We have to come back to that comfort. It will be our security. So God's Word and God's Spirit gives us comfort. God comforts the insecure. Number two, and finally today, 
Also in love, God confronts the comfortable. Now, I have to tell you this. You're like, well, I'm not that comfortable right now, so I can just, just kind of go to sleep on this point. Well, let me, let me illustrate it this way. We all have things that, that make us comfortable, okay? And uh, I have this thing called a Big Joe right here. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's a beanbag. If you're listening on the radio or in your car, it's a beanbag. It's called a Big Joe. I love that. I bought it because I thought of Joe, Joe Maxino. Big Joe. You know, we're going to start calling him Pastor Joe, our student pastor, Big Joe. But if I sit down in this, it's comfortable, okay? But you know what's, you know what's harder than sitting down in it? Getting out of it. Now, there's, at some point, it's okay to relax. It's okay to sit down. It's okay to be comforted. And by the way, God wants you to be comforted. I just gave you all those verses on being comforted. But when we try to get out of that comfort zone, my goodness. Now, when I was 18 years old, that would be no problem. I could do a backflip out of it. Okay? But, but now it's a little, bit more, a little bit more difficult. And the longer you remain in your comfort zone, the more difficult it is to get out of it. So I want to I tell you a little bit about the fact that you can be comfortable, but when comfort zones, when comfort starts to turn into complacency, it's no longer the priority. And so as a pastor, my job is to comfort the afflicted, and I've been doing that uh, on, on a daily basis. We've been comforting those who've lost loved ones from COVID. We've been comforting those who've lost loved ones tragically uh, in, in other ways, okay? We have four people with store, stage four cancer in our church. I mean, we've been comforting the afflicted. But also God's given me the task through his word as a pastor, as a shepherd, to afflict the comfortable, I don't know if anyone here has a comfort zone, but I do. And so I want, I want to tell you what he says right after he gives comfort. I want to, I want to tell you what the Word of God says, verse 70, or 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I have kept thy word. Well, well where did it all start? Well, it started with the goodness of God. Thou art good and doest good, which we quoted earlier. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me. I don't know if anyone has lied about you before, but it's, it stings. It's difficult. But I will keep thy precepts. I will value what you value. That's the word precepts. With my whole heart. Now, the lie of comfort says that God won't give me more than I can handle because he loves me. And there's a truth to that. There's some truth to that. And the truth is that God is sovereign. He is in control. And, and, and he does filter through stuff that would crush you, that, that you can't bear, right? So we understand that. But there's a subtle lie in there that says that God will never give me something that's uncomfortable, and everything that's uncomfortable is not from God. And and friends, that's just, just not true. You see, sometimes God, because he loves you, gives you more than you can handle, so you understand that you need him, that you rely on him. And sometimes he'll give you more than you can handle just so you can grow beyond your comfort zone. So he can stretch you and pull you out of your comfort zone. Friends, I have, I have seen this. And, and, and God is using this difficult pandemic and, and some of the things that are happening in our society right now to pull the church out of its comfort zone and to pull individuals out of their comfort zone, to pull me out of my comfort zone. And so we can only grow outside of our comfort zone. And so another lie of comfort is that people who challenge me or stretch me aren't for me. And I have to tell young adults, I was a young adult pastor for 12 years, and I have to tell young adults this all the time still, that some of the friends 
that are good to you are not good for you. They might be nice to you. They might make you feel good, but they are not good for you. And the reality is the people that stretch you, the people that challenge you according to the word of God are the people you want around you. And so here's some truths about growth and change. Normal must be challenged because feelings are always biased. People always say, I just want it to go back to normal. I want, I want my normal. And I always say, well, what's so good about normal? Like, sometimes we need a new normal. Sometimes we need a shift. We don't know what's going to happen in this pandemic, but we just need to have a, have a, have a spirit of, of being willing to grow through this. See, growth only comes through the confrontation of fear and doubt. If we live in fear and doubt, we're living in the big Joe. We're living in complacency. But we have to get out of that fear, out of that doubt, push past that, that terror barrier uh, to, to do things that God wants us to do. Uh, number three, growth uh, is, is when an idea of normal lands outside of our comfort zone. What do I mean by this? Let's just keep reading through the passage. This isn't philosophy. This isn't, you know, my idea. Word of God says in verse 70, we're just continuing reading. Their heart is as fat as grease. Oh, my. Is this talking about plaque? Is this talking about comfort food? What, what is this talking about? Is this talking about the keto diet? I don't think so. And I looked up uh, fat as grease, and, and the Hebrew word is kaleb. It means to be comforted and insensitive, to, to be completely calloused. So it's talking about fat and grease as a calloused part. You know the, the part around the steak that, that we all kind of just cut off? That, that, that kind of the chewy part, okay? Not trying to make you hungry here, but it's, it's past the point of feeling. It's past the point of feeling the need to change. And so there are times when we don't like pain, don't like discomfort. But pain is something that keeps us alive. There are people who have disorders who can't feel pain, and they have to basically live in a bubble. So pain, I understand, is not a great thing, but sometimes God uses it to grow us. Now, I had this poster in my, uh, in my room as a teenager, and I had all these military posters that, that kind of, you know, got me through sports and, and things that I thought were difficult, um, like my, my uh, high school football coach. But uh, this, one's, this is a, a one from the Marines. It says, pain is weakness leaving the body. And uh, I remember that statement, and I thought, you know, I'll try that on my boys. So we were, we were doing something, and it was hard, and they wanted to quit. And I said, guys, just remember, pain is weakness, leaving the body. And I'll never forget Camden. I think he was like eight at the time. He looks over at me, and he's like, yeah, Dad, pain could also be your life leaving the body too. Like, whose kid is this? Come on. That was a, that was a decent statement, right? Now, here's, here's the reality is that too much pain is a bad thing. We get that. But sometimes we need to accept that life is uncomfortable in some situations of growth. And sometimes people think that church should just be a place that you come and you get your ears tickled and never are uncomfortable and never, never have a moment of discomfort at all. And I want to remind you that Jesus did not come to make you comfortable. He came to conform you into his image. 
And Christianity is not just about being comfortable. It's about growing into who God is wanting you to be. And sometimes that is, is, is it takes some discomfort. You finish the phrase, no pain, no. So sometimes there is some discomfort. And sometimes even pain that God does not cause, he uses us to point us away from something that will harm us. So the word afflicted that is used in, in Psalm 119, 69 through 71, is the word anah. It means to be made, uh, to cringe, to be made low. And often uh, we, we, we think of things that afflict us as things that are wrong for us. So the lie of later, or the lie of, of comfort says, if it doesn't make me feel good, it's not good. And the reality is that if you're not going to come out of your comfort zone, you'll never come into your calling. You'll, you'll never find what God wants you uh, to do. And so this is what David said. He said, once I was afflicted, once I was afflicted, then I saw the way I should go. When I was afflicted, in fact, in verse 71, it says, it was good that I was afflicted. David, why was it good that you were afflicted? It was good that I was afflicted. It was good that I was uncomfortable because it helped me to grow. And so here's a key thought. The journey of growth is paved with discomfort, but it's powered by the grace of God. It might be a little uncomfortable, but I'll tell you it's always worth it. And it's always worth it because with his difficulty and with the trials comes his sufficiency comes his grace and with his grace comes a power that we have not in our in and of our own strength so what do we do with our comfort zones what do we do when it gets uncomfortable well let me uh let me tell you what's going on a little little something of discomfort in my household we've got a family living in our backyard right now and they are stealing our food they've ruined my shed they are the biggest nuisance I've ever faced. And it's a family with Mr. and Mrs. Squirrel being the dad and mom and eight little squirrel babies running around. And they are, they are burrowing under my shed and, and they're starting to collapse the concrete. And so I'm going to have to deal with that this week. I've done everything I can. I've asked them nicely to leave. <laughs> I've done everything I can. But you know what I'm going to have to do with those squirrels? At some point, I'm going to have to give them an eviction notice. <laughs> I'm going to put this on the shed. I don't know if they can read, okay? But I'm going to put this on the shed, and I'm going to basically say to them, hey, this is the end. You're going to have to set up home somewhere else. As cute as your little baby squirrels are, they're not welcome here anymore. Why? Because they got comfortable somewhere they were not supposed to be. And I want to tell you something that God wants you to be comforted. And I've given you even more verses than I've read in your notes. And I hope you'll study them. I hope you're encouraged by them. But friends, some of us need to give an eviction notice to our comfort zone. And say, you know, I've been comfortable in this area for too long. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to grow beyond this point. Uh, some of us are, are a little bit too comfortable in, in, our, in our pandemic uh, seclusion. 
Some of us are a little too uncomfortable. He's like, oh, man, I don't want to get on a Zoom call. Everyone's just staring at me the whole time. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, uh, break out of my comfort zone and text someone in a Bible meditation group. I don't know uh, about this. I'm just moving into the area, some of you, and, uh, or whatever. And, and, and some of you are on the radio right now, and you're just like, I don't know. This all makes me feel uncomfortable. And I want you to know that we're all in this together. And But we're going to have to confront our, our comfort zones at some point. And so here's the takeaway. Fear and insecurity feed our complacency. But faith to move forward is always rewarded. And that's the, that's the takeaway, that God is going to reward the faith that you have to step beyond your comfort zone, to step beyond your fear, to step beyond your insecurity. Just know this. We all have insecurity. We all have fear. We all have doubt. The choice is this. Do you want to sit back and rest in your complacency? Or do you want to go forward? Because he is a rewarder to those that what? Diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6. And so friends, online, listening on the radio, in your cars, in the tent, let's all give an eviction notice. Write an eviction notice. Whatever area. And I, I mean that. Your response at the end of this message, on the very bottom of the outline, your response should be, my comfort zone is, write it out. Write it out and say, God, through your power and through the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding, I'm going to confront an area that I've been comfortable in. Dads, maybe it's, maybe it's time in the Word. Moms, maybe it's time in prayer. I don't know what it is for you. I have my comfort zones and you have yours. But let's confront them one by one and see what can be done when we go forward in faith. Thanks again for listening. If you would like to learn more about our church or how to get connected, check us out online at findnewlife.church or find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under the handle Find New Life. Have an amazing day.